welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. I like to uh, tell a joke, and so I'm going to tell you a joke because I love to laugh. I love to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Did you hear about the two guys, you know, the rednecks, they wanted to go fishing, and uh, but they didn't have a boat, but they wanted to go fishing so bad, and so they rented them a boat to go fishing out in the lake. So they got in their rented boat, went way out into the lake. Man, they caught so many fish. So on the way back to the shore, one of them said to the other one, said, uh, I sure hope you marked the spot where we caught all those fish. The other one said, well, I absolutely marked it. He said, well, how did you mark it? He said, well, I put an X in the bottom of the boat. (laughs) So then the other one said, well, you idiot. How do you know we're going to get the same boat next time? (laughs) All right, forget that, (laughs) Joseph. All right, Trina, come up here and make everybody more spiritual again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. X marks marks the spot. Hallelujah. It's good to be back here in this great church. Woo! Best thing happening on the western slope. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus is coming soon. It's good to be in a place where you're anticipating that, looking up. Amen? How many remember where you used to be before Christ? (laughs) Are you glad you're not there anymore? Amazing grace. Remember that? How sweet the sound who saved a wretch. We don't really use that word a lot, but it's a word that really describes where we were before Christ. But God, who is so rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. He raised us up and made us sit together with Christ. That's amazing grace. Hallelujah. That grace is expressed in the blood of Jesus. That blood contains such power. And the blood applied back in Exodus, the 12th chapter, brought deliverance. When there was destruction coming in the land, The daddy got out there and he put the lamb's blood over that doorpost and they all got inside, the mama, the kids, everybody. And they knew that when the destroyer passed over, that there was a Passover, there was a hand of protection. And it was because of the blood. Hallelujah. We're going to make much of the blood. Hallelujah. So I'm going to sing this song. It says, I was a rich. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. That means you put your faith in that blood and apply it, and the blood will go to work. Hallelujah. Go ahead and kick that song on. We believe we got it on. Yeah. a wretch I remembered who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time sin set 
separated The bridge was far too wide But from the far side of the chasm You held me in your sight So you made a way Across the great divide Left behind heaven's throne To build it here inside And there at the cross You paid the debt I owed Broke my chains, freed my soul For the first time I had hope Thank you For the blood applied Thank you, Jesus You have washed it white Thank you, Jesus You have saved my life You brought me from the darkness Into glorious You were buried for three days But then you walked right out again Now death has no sting And life has no end For I have been transformed By the blood of the Lamb Sing it with me Jesus for the blood 
glory to his name I say glory to his name there to my heart was the blood applied I say glory to his name Amen. Lift your hands and let's sing this. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Use your voice. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Hallelujah. Lift up both hands. Thank God for the blood applied today. Hallelujah. Brought us out of darkness. When you sing those old songs, sing it with me. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. I used uh, there you go. I used to pray I could sing until I heard you. Then I started praying you could sing. Anyway, so let's sing it. There is your would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another? I don't know. Hey, man, just look around. You had a lot of testimonies in this room. Your own pastor. Praise God. I'm so glad Amen. for the blood that redeemed your life from Sorry. destruction. Crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercies. It's the blood. It's the blood. So that gives us hope for our family. Mm. Gives us hope for our future. Gives us hope wow. for our nation. Hallelujah. Wow. It's the blood. It's the blood. Let's sing wow. it again. There is power. Power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood. 
so you, we're not just doing preliminaries here. There's a real pandemic out there, but it cannot penetrate the blood. The blood. And, and so listen, blood. there's vaccine or no vaccine. Uh, mask or no mask, you better get under the blood. The blood. Because under they the even blood. tell That's you right. the vaccine may not cure everything. Do, do what the Lord leads you to do. Just do, fine, no problem. But for sure, get under the blood, sing songs Amen. about the blood. This Amen. is not a preliminary. She, she was led to do this for a reason. The blood is real in heaven Amen. and needs to be real on the earth. It is impossible for any plague or biological warfare or anything to get through the blood. I'm telling you, the more, the more unashamed you are of the blood, the more that can't get a hold of you. Wow. The more that stuff can't get a hold of so you. This is not, this is real. This True. Is Amen. We have faith in the blood and when we speak it, or we sing about it, that's our application of the blood personally. That's why you got to open up your mouth. Hallelujah. And it will do what it has always done. It will protect. It will redeem. It will prosper you. It will bring you health and healing. Hallelujah. Presents us righteous before God. It makes us fit for the Holy Spirit to indwell us and give us power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say this. God is on my side. God is on my side. Blood is applied. Every need shall be supplied. Nothing will be denied. Say that again. Nothing will be denied. So this is our our part. I enter into rest. I know I'm blessed. I have passed the test. And I receive God's best. I receive God's Hallelujah. Best. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. This is a day Amen. that you want to mark on your calendar because the Holy Ghost says the blood is applied. The blood's applied. Hallelujah. And some of you are taking a step under the covering of that blood and you're putting it over your life. And so the Holy Spirit will say, the blood always brings the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they come in all kinds of ways. And they present healing. They give life. They give freedom. And one of the gifts, I feel free to to just step into the gift of tongues and the interpretation of that tongue. What is that? That is a message from God. God hears us. He knows you're here. And he's sending us a message. Just some more message. Okay, you ready? Just listen. Just open your heart. Let's be reverent. Uh, So for many have cried out, where is the answer? Where is the deliverance? Where is the healing? And you will look to the blood of Christ. And as you look to what Jesus has done for you, then you will find the blood applied is the cure. The cure for every disease, the cure for every problem, for that blood was shed in your behalf and he was made to be sin for you that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Christ has redeemed you and purchased your freedom. So the answer is there in the blood. So look to the blood of the cross. Look to the blood of Christ and study that blood and your faith in that blood and do not be silent about it. 
it, but lift up your voice in your home and on a daily basis in the morning and at noon in the evening and apply that blood with your voice, a voice of faith and declare the power of that blood for it will stop every strategy of the enemy. It will heal and deliver you from every disease and every sickness and it will bring the blessing and the presence of God and the Holy Spirit himself will do a new work in your understanding and in the eyes of your heart and you'll see and you'll look and you'll expect and you'll declare the power of that blood in your family and in your life and you'll find that disease will flee away. Sickness will have to leave your house and leave your body and depression will have to go and your eyes will no longer be looking to man or looking to man's ideas but you'll look unto me saith the Lord and set your eyes upon me and you'll find that that every curse of the enemy it has been broken and the blessing of the Lord now is in your life and that will cause a difference between you and those in this world for you are not of this world you have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb and so the enemy shall have to flee from you and you'll enjoy the peace of God and the joy of God and you'll not be frustrated and you'll not live in fear for the blood has set you free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, lift your hands and thank God for the blood. Apply it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated if you want to. Praise the Lord. Uh, I, well, we pastored for 25 years, and um, then the Lord told us, you know, turn the church over to our son, Aaron, and his wife, Aaron, and so they're doing a tremendous job, having another campus, um, but it's a little different in a traveling ministry than in, as a pastor, because as a pastor, if you don't get it all in this week, you can get it in next week, yeah. or the next week. All right, but for me, it's like this year, next year, <laughs> and so um, I don't always just have my uh, my sermon uh, and know what I'm going to do until I uh, get here and stand right here. And so I've got about twenty eight, thirty eight, fifty eight messages ready, <laughs> but when I stand here, then I let the Lord tell me what to do. Amen. And sometimes I don't even know just until I stand here like right now. Amen. So here we go. All right. So we're going to talk about the blood of Jesus. And we've done it before. But uh, when you take communion, um, he said, when you take communion, you take the cup, you take the bread, which is the blood and the body of Christ. How many of you have taken communion before? We call it the Lord's Supper. My dad's a pastor and many years, 50 years, same church. And so I always liked it when they had communion uh, because I ate all the extra crackers, you know, they had left over and drank the extra grape juice. So I didn't have a lot of understanding of what was happening when they took communion. And um, uh, when you take communion, Jesus said, this is the blood of the New Testament or the New Covenant. He said, you drink it. And then he said, unless you drink my blood and unless you take my body, you have no life in you. Well, it says in John chapter six, when Jesus said that he lost a lot of disciples. <laughs> so don't act like Jesus never lost any church members. 
They said, Jesus lost a lot of them. Says a lot of them, they, they love the fish sandwiches, but when he came up with that, they're like, we're out, man, we're out. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, what he was talking about was the blood covenant. Amen. And the new covenant, he said, that's in my blood. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. First Corinthians chapter 11, Matthew 26. Most of you know these passages of scripture. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Amen. Then he said again, do this in remembrance of me. For as off as you do this, you do show the Lord's death until he comes again. So something happened in the death of Christ or something happened on the cross that he said, I want to make sure you remember this. All right, let's try that again. He said, I want to make sure that you as a believer remember what happened on the cross or keep it in your memory. Keep it in your consciousness. And so he said, every time you take communion, you do that at church. It doesn't say how often. It just says it's off as you do this. So we don't know how often, but we also can do that at home with our family. And uh, uh, Trent and I took communion just the other day. We have children. We have grandchildren. You know the story about one of our grandsons. He, he just went to school for the first time. And, you know, and then he just played on his first basketball team. And, and uh, he had, a, you know, a leukemia. They said he won't live and went through the process. So we had communion many times. Communion many times. Because he said, don't forget this. So it must be an important part of our faith to remember. And if you can remember this, it'll help you forget a lot of other stuff. Amen. If you remember this, because, you know, people do forget, don't they? So Jesus said, I know you could be forgetful, but I want you to live in the consciousness of what happened on the cross. Now, I heard Billy Graham, one of the greatest evangelists in the history of the United States. And he said, somebody asked him, if you could have done things different, what would you have done different? Billy Graham said, I would have preached more on the cross and the blood of Jesus. He said, because that's where the power is. Wow. So we need to hear preaching, teaching on the cross, what happened on the cross, the power of the blood of Jesus, and then learn how to exercise faith in that blood. So he says, when you take communion, he said, this is the new covenant, the new Testament. And he said, as off as you do this, you do show the Lord's death until he comes again. You do show. So he wants you to show. You show the Lord's death until he comes again. So when you take communion, you're showing. Well, who are you showing? Well, anybody's watching, right? So you could be a public statement, come on. Or it could be a family statement before your children and grandchildren. They don't know how you got where you're at. And you're saying, it wasn't just my talent or my education. It was a blood covenant that got us where we're at today. So I want you to understand this. I want my kids to understand it. I want my grandkids to understand it. And they, they don't fully understand it, but I keep telling it to them. Come on, we keep showing. Amen. So when he said you do show, well, you're actually putting on a show before the unseen, which means angels are watching. Come on, I'm a covenant man. Come on, covenant family. Come on, got a blood covenant with God. 
Amen. So I'm showing angels are watching. Also, devils, demons, they're watching. And so he said, you do show. And the word show there is the word promulgate, promulgate. And when he said promulgate, it means this. Just look it up in the dictionary. It means to put a law or decree into operation through a official proclamation. In other words, that word promulgate, I was preaching in Mexico City not too long ago, and, and my interpreter, I said the word promulgate, and he said, oh yeah, we use that word. He said, anytime a couple is getting married, we do promulgate, you are now husband and wife, and these two have become one. In other words, that's a show before God. God said, I was a witness at your wedding. He said, because your covenant was not just with your husband or your wife. He said, your covenant was with me. Yes. All right. So he said, that's one of the keys to your blessing is you honor that covenant between the husband and the wife. And God said, and I'll bless. He said, actually, you're heirs together of the grace of life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the Lord corrected me one time because when I first got married, well, I talked to my wife a little bit rough one time, and, and the Lord said, now you go apologize to her. And I said, uh, well, Lord, I'm right. He said, well, you're wrong. <laughs> and so the Lord, I had to go back and apologize to her, and, and the Lord said, because you, uh, she's not just your wife, she is my daughter. Amen. Well, I have a daughter, you know. And so I happened to marry God's daughter. Now, the guy that married my daughter, I basically let him know the rules before he married my daughter, which was basically this. If you ever hit my daughter, I will kill you. I know I'm a preacher, and uh, I may go to jail, but you will go to hell. So you never hit my daughter. I said, you can bring her home if you want to, but you will never hit my daughter. Do you understand that? He started crying. He said, well, what kind of a man do you think I am? I said, I'm just letting you know what kind of man I am. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> so he said, you do promulgate. In other words, they use it for a wedding, and that's a covenant between a man and a woman. But it's not just a regular thing. It is a legal thing. A legal binding declaration. In other words, he said, when you, when you promulgate, you do show or you declare a legal binding declaration that these two, me and Jesus, have become one. Same life, same righteousness, same blessing, same authority, everything God put into Christ. He did it for you. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, now you are in covenant with an almighty God. That means if anybody messes with you, God said, I'll fight your battle for you. And when he said to Psalm 63, while you're giving praise to God, God said, I'll shut the mouth of your enemies. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. I said, well, you're praising God. God said, I'll shut the mouth of your enemies. You say, I hear them talking, but it won't be long. God will shut their mouth. You say, why? Because I got a covenant with God. Amen. So you put a law or a decree into operation by an official proclamation every time you have communion. So to put that law into effect, when our grandson Dylan, when he was going through the process of receiving his healing, you know, and, and um, 
he's perfectly well now. But when, when he's going through that, we had many challenges. So we said, we put this law, our decree, into operation by an official proclamation. We are having communion together with our family, and we are saying, devil, it is illegal for you to put that on our children or our grandchildren. All right, let's try that again. I said it is illegal for you to touch my house or my family with any sickness or disease or any curse because Christ has redeemed us from the curse with his own blood and I'm drinking the blood, I'm taking the bread and I'm in covenant with God. Amen. And so understanding the blood covenant is really central. I like to say it this way. Um, Faith is simply acting like and talking like you have a covenant with God. All right, let's try this out over here. Faith. In other words, you're going to live by faith. When you understand the covenant through the cross, through the blood of Christ, which it is the blood of his cross. Now, how many of you remember Numbers 21, 8 and 9? Y'all remember Numbers 21, 8 and 9? And it, what it said, Numbers 21, it said the people had disobeyed God, you know, and it said the snakes, very poisonous snakes, came out. They were biting them. Many people were dying. So Moses said, what's the cure? What is the cure? Well, this is the most mystical cure that they will even take you off of Twitter if you mention it. <laughs> Come on, your faith in God should make you weird to the rest of this world. You are a weirdo. Go ahead and accept the fact that you are a weirdo. In other words, you don't think like the world, don't talk like the world. Where are you looking? Where's your faith looking? Well, God told Moses to do what? Take a pole, put a serpent of brass on it, and hold it up high. Because everyone that is bitten if they will look at it, they will live. Well, let's try this one more time. Here's the instructions for the pandemic. Here's the instructions for the poison. Here's the instruction. Here's what Moses put a serpent on a pole, lift it up, and everybody that will look at it, they will live. So what are you looking at? Yeah. Who are you looking to? Yeah. Now we know when he lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, it says in John 3, 14, 15, and 16, Jesus referred to himself being lifted up on the cross. And then he said, and whoever believes in me, they will live and they will not die. They will have eternal life. So what's he talking about believing? Here he's saying your belief system, your faith now is totally conscious, looking, expecting, focused. So the Amplified Bible actually says it this way. Everyone that looks at it will live. And so the Amplified says that looks at it with a steady, attentive, absorbing, expectant gotta love the Amplified Bible I mean this is like the women's Bible right so it's got all these words so, so, so if you're gonna look you're gonna live but it's not just a glance All 
right, let's try this out of here. I said, it's not just a glance. It's not just a Sunday morning deal or Easter and Thanksgiving deal or Christmas. He said, whoever looks with a what? Steady, attentive, absorbing, expectant gaze. In other words, don't be distracted by the snakes. Come on, and you got, come on, people dying around you. Come on, and it's easy to get distracted, especially if you hate snakes. But he said, don't fight the snakes. Look to the cross and look to the blood of Jesus with a steady, attentive, and expectant gaze until it captures your imagination that everything Jesus did, he did it for you in your behalf. The power of his blood. Trent, I don't know if you have that little article about, uh, we looked it up about a new treatment for people who've been snake bit is they, they take the venom and they put it in a sheep or a lamb and then a sheep and a lamb actually have the power to produce the antibodies to stop the poison of the snake. As soon as they put that venom into the lamb, it goes to work. As soon as the venom goes into the lamb, it goes to work to neutralize it. So they take the blood of the lamb, give it to the person that is snake bit, and they live and they don't die. I'm here to tell you about the blood of the lamb of God, Jesus. Jesus carries the antibodies yes. <laughs> to every disease. Come on, mental, come on, emotional, physical, financial, every problem in your life. The blood of Jesus carries the cure. Amen. Hallelujah. But apparently for it to work, come on, come on. You gotta look. All right, let's try that one more time. Look. Look. Look to the Lamb of God. Look to the blood of Jesus and keep looking. Somebody said, well, I looked a year ago and it ain't working right now. Well, now you better get a better look. You better look back. In other words, he says, keep on looking with a steady, attentive, absorbing, and expectant gaze. Hallelujah. I'm looking to Jesus. Thank God for what doctors can do and they do the best they can. But after all, it does say they're practicing medicine. And they are practicing on you. So, but Jesus ain't practicing. I said, Jesus ain't just practicing. He ain't just going to try this and try that. He said, no, I already got the cure. It's in the blood. It's already in the blood. Apply the blood. Have faith in the blood. Hallelujah. Faith in his blood. So living by faith in the New Testament, living by faith in the New Testament, you cannot do that effectively without knowing about the blood of Jesus. Now here's a problem when we talk about the blood is most people think they already know the subject. None in here, but other people. 
So I grew up in church, my dad and grandpa, you know, we grew up in church. So I'd hear my mama and she would plead the blood. So my mama said that a lot. I plead the blood. I didn't know what she's doing. Actually, I didn't know what she's doing. And so um, um, she kept me alive, actually. I was in all kinds of trouble and jail and car wrecks. And, and uh, finally, I went to Bible college. I got home from Bible college, and I tried to correct my mama's theology. So I remember it clearly. I was in the kitchen. I came home four years of studying theology, sitting in the kitchen. My mama's across from me. I said, Mom, I'm concerned about your theology. She said, well, what are you concerned about? I said, I hear you saying, I plead the blood, I plead the blood, I plead the blood, and that is nowhere in the New Testament. My mama said, well, it's working for me. You're going to Bible college. We know that's a miracle. So if you don't mind, I'm going to keep pleading the blood. If you don't mind, I'll just keep pleading the blood. So my mama used that term so much as a child, it's just in my consciousness, I plead the blood. The word plead is simply a legal term. How do you plead? Come on. <laughs> we know you're guilty, but your attorney who happens to be the Holy Spirit said, say what I tell you to say. I plead the blood, that's where you get mercy. So the Holy Spirit's never lost a case if he can get a client to listen to him. So I plead the blood, or I have faith in the blood, so it's synonymous to Romans 3.25 where it says faith in the blood when you say I plead the blood. It means the same thing. So Dad Hagen said, uh, he said, I got born again among the Baptists. Thank God for the Baptists. He said, then I came over among spirit-filled people or charismatic, spirit-filled, Pentecostal people. He said, and I heard them saying all the time, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. He said, so I didn't fully understand what they're doing, he said, but I just started following their example. So I would say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. He said, it worked so well for me, he said, I still do it to this day. It's an effective cure. What are you saying? I'm looking to Jesus, the power of his blood. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. Well, what are the applications? <laughs> well, it'll absolutely work in a whole lot of areas. Right? I mean, when I came home from high school with my girlfriend, she had a short skirt, mini skirt day, and I brought her in the house, and I said, Mom, my girlfriend, and my mama said, I plead the blood of Jesus. <laughs> my girlfriend said, what your mama say? I said, oh, nothing, don't worry about it. Said, Some spiritual thing going on here. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. Oh, I have to throw this in because this is one of my mama's quotes. Uh, I told my mama, I said, but I want her. Well, 17, you know, and you got all kinds of things happening. You're not really sure what you want. But when I saw her, I told my mom, I want her. My mama said, you may get what you want and you may not want what you get. Let me say that one more time. <laughs> How many ever got something you thought you wanted and found out later? That's not what I wanted. In other words, the blood of Jesus has the power to change your want to. Yeah. 
In other words, sometimes you plead the blood against yourself. All right, let's try this out. I said, in other words, some of your ambition or your want to, you got to submit that to the Lord and say, I plead the blood of Jesus over all of my want tos. Boy, I feel like slapping somebody in the head right now. I plead the blood of Jesus. Come on, every thought, every imagination, every temptation that comes your way, you say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. And in other words, in any situation, it's got a lot of applications. I plead the blood. And you may be at home or maybe in your car or your truck, and you may have thoughts come to you, could be thoughts of fear. Come on, thoughts of anxiety, thoughts about, come on, if you watch the news long enough, you're going to have to plead the blood. Come on, you leave it on the news long enough, you go, I plead the blood. I mean, you, I mean, you can't even live by faith if you don't talk back to your TV. Come on, I said, if you got your TV on, you need to talk back to it and say, that's a lie. I plead the blood of Jesus right now against what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up around that. My mama always said, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. No matter what's going on. If we went on a trip, I plead the blood. So, so I call it slinging blood everywhere. In other words, if you, in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, if you came to worship, then the priest who happened to be Moses in Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews 9 and 10, it said that he would take the blood of the lamb and he would sprinkle all the people. So if you came to worship in the Old Testament, you got blood on you. After church, you go out and people say, what's that on you? You say blood. They say, where you been? You say church. How many glad we don't do that today? No, but what Jesus did, he did it once, once and for all time and eternity, and now you and I just have faith in that blood, but when you exercise faith in that blood, I'll guarantee you, when you walk out of here today, come on, the devil's going to say, they got blood on them. I said, they got blood on them. We're going to have to leave them alone. They got blood on them. They got a covenant with God. We're going to have to leave them alone. So that blood's applied with your voice of faith. Well, the devil is afraid of your voice. <laughs> well, why don't, why don't he shut up? Come on now. Come on, look at Lauren there. I bet a lot of people say, why don't she shut up? Listen, she's she got blood on her voice. She got freedom on her voice. When she lifts her voice, somebody's going to have to say something about that. I said, somebody's going to have to say something about this. Come on. So God said, I got a voice from Colorado. I'll send them to Washington, D.C. Your voice is how the blood is applied. So you can lift your voice in singing. You may not be able to sing as well as I can, but you can lift your voice in singing. <laughs> Trying to laugh at me because I sing a lot walking through the house and <laughs> know a lot of songs. So I lift my voice, my voice, my voice, your voice is your address, your identity, your faith in the realm of the spirit. 
Now, I, I do like rock and roll music, but I also like a lot of different kinds of music. So the, the tenors, you know, like Pavarotti and those guys, Andre Brocelli, all those guys. So, so I listen to them sometimes in the car truck just to irritate my wife, turn up real loud. So Pavarotti's singing. What a voice, this guy, Pavarotti. Man, amazing voice. So I, I, I read an article and watched about his life story. And uh, they said he went on a vacation somewhere where he didn't want anybody to know he was there. And while he was there, vacation, he had a package come in for him that he had to go pick it up. Well, when he went to go pick it up, he had forgotten his identity card. So they said, you have to show that card or we're not going to give you the package. So I said, Pavarotti stepped back. And he started singing. They said, here's the package. Because <laughs> can't nobody sing like that. <laughs> so they just gave it to him. In other words, if you just step back, come on, and lift your voice, God will say, here's the package you got it. In other words, Jesus paid for it. Here's the package. When you lift up your voice, it'll put the devil on the run. Come on, and you'll receive from God because your faith is in the blood of Jesus. His blood alone has done everything. So they would sprinkle the blood. I called it slinging blood everywhere. My mama did that. They would sprinkle the blood, the people. Then they would sprinkle the book, scriptures. So the Bible, every promise, has blood on it. Come on, we live in a dangerous world. But God has not left you without a weapon. Unseen powers, strategies of the devil. Come on, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. There's, there's something happening behind the scenes. But there's such power in the blood of Jesus. The power of his blood. So the blood sprinkled and applied. Here's what Andrew Murray said. He said, the sprinkling of the blood is the highest act of worship. In other words, if you want to access the holy presence of God, which you can do anytime, day or night, through the blood of Christ. He said the sprinkling of blood is the highest act of worship. That means the moment your faith is exercised in the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will work on your case. All right, let's try this on over here. It's sure good to have the Spirit of God working on your case. I said it's sure good to have God working on your case. Come on, the, the moment you honor the blood of Jesus and apply that blood, the highest act of worship. In other words, you know, I love to sing all kinds of praise songs. I like all kinds of praise songs. I love it in all different styles. But the moment you sing about the blood. All right, let's try this out. <laughs> we had Lester Summerall at our church years ago, and he is known, you know, for going to the Philippines and casting out devils, you know, cast out so many devils. They, they put him in the, in the headlines in Manila in the Philippines, this preacher. And so his whole ministry grew off of casting the devil out of a, a woman that had been demon possessed and been bitten by demons and, and uh, terrorized by demons. And he went in there, cast the devil out of her. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. 
And so his ministry just took off in the Philippines. We, we go preach there. And, and um, so he came to our church. When he came to our church, we put our best foot forward, man. We got everything looking right. We got everything just right. Man, packed out church. Here's Lester Summerall. We had our band singing their best songs. I'm telling you, I thought, no, that's pretty good. All these people here, did you hear that? Man, I got some singers. I got a band. Boy, I like it. I like it. But after I turned over to Brother Summerall, he got up and said, Let's just sing about the blood. Well, you know, if you've ever heard him, he can't sing. So look at somebody and say, you got a chance. In other words, so he can't sing. So he got up with no music and said, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. He started singing about the blood. And I was like, man. How did I miss that? In other words, he wasn't impressed at all with our best singers. He just started singing about the blood. Well, you can do that at the house. You can do that in your car. You can do that while you're traveling. Come on, you can do that while you're working. Come on, do this in remembrance of me. Start singing about the blood. Start talking about the blood. Start applying the blood. Lift your voice. I said, lift your voice. Lift your voice and apply that blood through faith in his blood. Woo. Hallelujah. Doubts come. Fears come. Sing about the blood. In the name of Jesus. I plead the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, so here's what I was trying to tell you. So I grew up around, talking about the blood. And um, we were in the airport probably, what, 20 years ago. And um, Trenner brought a book out of the airport bookstore. The title of it was The Blood, The Power of the Blood of Christ by Andrew Murray. So she said, I think uh, we should buy this book. I said, you cannot be serious. You want me to read a book about the blood of Jesus? Don't you know who my daddy is? You know who my mama is? Come on, there'll come a time in your life when the faith of your mama and your daddy. Come on, I said the faith of your mama and your daddy might have kept you alive to this point, but you can't live off their faith anymore because now you're going to know about the blood. You're going to have to know. You're going to have to lift your voice. So she said, oh, well, I'm going to buy it. I said, I felt insulted, I thought. (laughs) Seriously, I've known about this all my life. I said, you buy it, underline the best pieces, and I'll look at it later. So she bought it, she underlined it, left it out under the chair, you know. So I started looking at my, I know, I know all this. That's interesting, I know that. I must have forgot that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one guy said, this other guy said, why don't you criticize that guy? He's, He's forgotten more than you'll ever know. I thought. 
Well, how's that going to help him if he forgot it? So, in other words, <laughs> to be reminded, come on, put me in remembrance. And then there's facets of the blood that you have not applied are facets you didn't even know about. Most people only use the blood for forgiveness. Wonder how much stuff is in your faith in the blood. Amen. So I got the quote from Andrew Murray and I wrote it down and I don't know if I, if I got it here because I, I've got a part of it here. And here's the way Andrew Murray said, I've read it here before, but um, apparently I'm supposed to do it again. So here's the way Andrew Murray said, faith is largely dependent on knowledge. Well, I thought I already knew. That's a pretty bad presumption is to act like you already know something especially when it comes to spiritual things. Because God can give you further light and further revelation, stuff you've never seen before, off of the same scripture that you read 40 years ago. Faith is largely dependent upon knowledge. He said, if knowledge of what the blood has accomplished is not accurate, then your faith will expect little and the more powerful effects of the blood would be limited. Feeble ideas of its power prevent the deeper and more perfect manifestations of its effects. As we find out what the scriptures teach about the blood, we will see that faith in the blood can produce greater results in us than we have yet known. And in the future, a ceaseless blessing may be ours. All right, I'm going to give you this one more time, one more time. I, I, I know my time's running out, but y'all sang too long, so I'm going to keep preaching. So he said, he said, as we find out what the scriptures teach about the blood, what does that mean? You're going to have to look into the perfect law of liberty and keep on looking. Yes. He said, you're going to have to look. So if you're going to look to the cross or look to the blood, that means you're going to have to look at the scriptures concerning the cross and the blood and keep on looking. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so he said, as we find out what the scriptures teach about the blood, he said, we will find that faith in the blood can produce greater results in us than we have ever known. Yes. All right, let's just try that one more time. How many of you like to expect greater results through your faith in the blood of Jesus than you have ever seen before in your whole life? What's going to happen? God's going to show you some things in his word that you've never seen before or you have forgotten. And the moment you see it, you say, I'm fixing to sling that blood everywhere. No, here, here's the way, here's the way Wigglesworth said it. He said, as we look at the scriptures, he said, there is not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Woo. Yes. If the blood has the power to remove your sin from the mind of God, all right, let's try this over here just for a moment. Because God said, I don't remember your sin. He said, I don't remember your iniquities. Never again. Is he kidding? Is he winking? Is he waiting for you to get to heaven to slap you over that? No, he said, I will not remember your sin. 
I do not remember your iniquities. It is a dishonor to the blood of Jesus for you to keep thinking about, come on, that's where country music came from. You keep thinking about your past failures, come on, and your past problems. Listen, you're gonna have to sing about the blood of Jesus. You apply that blood. And God said, if you play country music backwards, you get your wife back, your house back, your dog back, everything back. So, God said he got rich by singing about being poor. So, now, the blood, the blood of Jesus carries the antibodies. An antibody is a memory cell because it remembers how it defeated that disease last time. That means when it shows up again, your antibodies say, I whooped you last time and I'll whoop you again this time. So the blood of Jesus carries the antibodies of everything Jesus has overcome in your behalf. But it must be applied with your voice and your faith and your confidence and your consciousness and looking to the cross and keep on looking. All right, let me do this quote one more time here. Praise the Lord. As we find out what the scriptures teach about the blood, we will see that faith in the blood can produce greater results than us than we have yet known. All right, now, three places. Let me give you these three places and then I'll go eat lunch. You can stay as long as you want. Anyway, but Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Let me give you these three places. Ready? Hebrews 9, 12. Praise the Lord. Y'all know Hebrews 9, 12? Neither by the blood of goats and calves, wow, but with his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place and he obtained eternal redemption for us. In other words, first order of business after Jesus was raised from the dead is he said, don't touch me. I've got to go take care of some business right now in the presence of God. And he took his blood into heaven's holy place right before God. It is there to this day and God lives in constant view of that blood. Actually, he sees you through that blood. So he took his blood into heaven and he obtained what? Eternal redemption or he purchased our freedom for eternity with his blood. Once and for all. Yes. Once and for all men, once and for all time and eternity, once for every problem, and once for every blessing. Yes. Look at verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Woo. Woo. So the blood has done something, number one, in heaven. Number two, he said, that blood, through the power of the Holy Spirit, reaches into the heart or the conscience of the believer and removes sin consciousness or removes shame and removes guilt because the devil would like to hinder your faith by bringing up everything that could have disqualified you from God's best blessings. But the moment you apply the blood, the blood reaches, (laughs) excuse me, the blood reaches into your conscience. Nothing else can reach there. 
Come on, you can drive every drive-through of every drugstore and get every kind of thing, but nothing can reach your conscience but the blood of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, you can smoke every kind of weed. Come on, you can snort every kind of drug, but it's not going to get rid of sin consciousness. But the moment you go to Jesus Christ and you say, Lord, it is your blood, the power of his blood reaches into your conscience and removes a sense of guilt or shame or removes sin consciousness and it produces a righteousness consciousness. So here's the way Andrew Murray said it. He said, the blood of Jesus reaches into your heart and silences the voice of self-condemnation. All right, let's try this out over here. Praise the Lord. In other words, you remember, come on, your conscience, come on, or the devil who's the accuser will say, you remember you did this? You remember you didn't do that? You remember you should have done this? You remember you could have done that and you didn't do this? Remember that. And sin consciousness destroys faith. If sin consciousness could cure a man, the whole world would be cured. Every religion is based on how to cure sin consciousness. Some people will crawl on their knees, they'll kiss a statue, they'll do anything because of sin consciousness. But you and I have the answer, which is the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus reaches into the conscience of the believer, removes and silences the voice of self-condemnation. So when the devil brings up something and that memory comes up, the blood through the power of the Holy Spirit reaches into your conscience and says what? Shut up. All right, let's try this out over here. I said, the blood, come on, bad stuff coming up from your past and memories. And the devil said, all right, you're forgiven, but you'll never get over that. Oh, yeah, I'm not just forgiven, but the blood has brought my sin into remission. Cancel the penalty, remove the guilt, and even remove the memory. Boy, I feel like slapping somebody right now. In other words, Jesus didn't just say, well, you're forgiven. We're going to take you in heaven. He said, no, you're a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. Everything has become new. And by the blood. Praise the Lord. So you start singing about the blood and the blood tells that voice, nagging voice, shut up. Amen. If I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Shut up. That's right. The blood by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Number one, heaven. Number two is where? Your heart, your conscience. Gives you confidence. Number three is over Satan himself. He's the accuser of the brethren. So if you want to put the devil on the run, hallelujah, sing about the blood. Have a bold confession about the blood. Sling blood everywhere. Come on, look up every scripture you can find on the blood. All right, let me give you one last scripture. Hebrews 13, 20, 21. Woo! Hallelujah. Woo. We're going to have to do a new study on the blood. The scriptures about the blood. Amen. How to apply the blood. Y'all find Hebrews 13, 20, 21? I don't know if y'all are putting it up there, but this is the King James Version. Is it? Okay. All right, let's read. Hebrews 13, 20. Now may the God of peace be brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Make you 
Uh-huh. See, this happens all the time when I go to church. You use the KJV, not the N on the front. But anyway, you say, wow, this is the one Paul used, KJV. Now I go to the NKJV. But it's, it kind of has the same meaning, but I like the word of the KJV because it's got certain legal terms because the blood covenant is a legal contract. So it's got certain legal terms. Like the two words in Christ, some translations will take that totally out and put some uh, um, paraphrase. But the two words in Christ are simply a blood covenant term that you are now in union with Christ. You are in him. He's in you. That's what happens when you make a blood covenant. The two people become one, changes their identity. Come on, they exchange... uh, they exchange weapons. They have a covenant meal. Then they say, everything I got is yours. Everything, come on, we have the same, everything's mine's yours. So God made a covenant with us in Christ. Amen. So here's a blood covenant terminology. So to live by faith means to live by what? Act like you've got a covenant with God. Me and Jesus, one. Abraham. God's in the middle of his name. Sarah, God's in the middle of her name. Change their name. Hallelujah. Oh man, praise the Lord. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So here's what I want you to remember this part of it and then we'll do the rest of it. You can put it back up there. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Everybody say through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, he makes you perfect in every good work to do his will. While he works in you that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. So here's your confession. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. God himself is working in me. Never give up on somebody who has a covenant with God. You say, well, I thought they were saved, but they ain't acting right right now. Listen, but through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Come on. Come on, people quit and give up on people really fast. They're like, I think they made a mistake. Give up on that. Listen, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So we were sitting at our table with some of our staff members, one of our board members. And so I said, oh, everybody give a scripture before we finish. So one of our board members, her name's Ann Adcox. She might be watching anyway. She said, uh, my scripture is Hebrews where it says, Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That's Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Let's try it again. Here's her scripture. She says, one of my favorite scriptures is, Jesus said, how many read this in the Amplified Bible? Here it says, I will never ever under any circumstances abandon you or leave you without appropriate help. Let's try this out of it. Jesus said, I will never ever under any circumstances abandon you or leave you or forsake you. 
can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So I looked at her and I said, you know what that is? That's blood covenant talk. So the Bible's full of blood covenant talk. When David ran at Goliath, he said, let me talk to you. I'm going to give you some blood covenant talk here. I'm going to cut your head off, take it to my tent, hang it up, and I'm going to take care of all your brothers too. In other words, the whole army was afraid, and the whole army had the same covenant that David had, but David's the only one that knew what was in the covenant, and he said, come on, he ran at Goliath, said, I'm going to kill you today. Blood covenant boldness, blood covenant confidence, full assurance of faith because of the blood of Jesus. You take the blood covenant communion. You say, well, what would that do? Jesus said, as often as you do this. All right, let's try this out of As often as you do this. Come on, he lost a lot of disciples over this. As often as you do this, the chapter right before, 1 Corinthians said, this cup of blessing. Every time you drink the cup, the blood applied. The cup of blessing. What do you do? I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. The head and not the tail, I'm above and not beneath. I'm I'm blood blessed. Hallelujah. It's a blood covenant talk. In other words, I am so confident. This really irritates a lot of people when you're confident. Especially a little too confident. You're like, who do you think you are anyway? Well, how much time you got? Sit down, let me explain to you about my covenant with the almighty God. Everything he has is mine. I'm an heir of God, joint heir with Christ. So that's, that's, that belongs to me. Listen, and it is that one single edge of boldness that will make your faith work. All right, let's just try this out over here. Now, some people, they say a few faith words. Like if you tell them, you say, let's make a bold confession, you know, of faith. And they go, you say, now say after me, I can do all things through Christ. You say to me, and they go, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. What else you want me to say? Listen, camel breath. (laughs) You have no understanding of the covenant if you can whine out a confession. Yes, that's right. But if you understand the covenant, you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You ain't just talking to me. I got blood on me right now. I got a covenant with God. You want to fight with me? My God will fight that battle for me. I'm washed in the blood. I'm overcome by the blood. I'm cleansed by the blood. I'm saved by the blood. I'm healed by the blood. I'm slinging blood everywhere. I'm blessed because of the blood. So something hits you, you say something like this. Ha ha. Mr. Devil, you know you can't do that to me. Come on, something hit you say, I wonder if that's 
Mr. Cole. No, no. You can't do that to me. Man, that stuff got on us probably back in March, me and Trina. We said, I am slinging blood everywhere. Now, excuse my language here. I said, devil, you get the hell out of my house. You get that off my body. And we're having communion right now. And it is illegal for you to try to put that on me and my house and my body because of the blood of Jesus. Now, get off of me. <laughs> now, you can do that different. You can say... I'm trying to believe. Listen, camel breath, I'm trying to tell you again. We ain't trying to believe. We got a covenant with God and I know about the covenant I have with God. <laughs> Safest place you can be in America is in church. Never again let anybody tell you you can't go to church. There is some assembly required. Come on now. We have freedom. Hey. We have freedom. Freedom to worship. Freedom of speech. Hallelujah. We choose freedom over safety. Safety is the main thing you want in life. Just go stay home the rest of your life. Don't get in no car. Come on now. We, we, we choose freedom. The word redeem means he purchased our freedom. Come on, America was founded on this freedom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So imagine them putting blood over the doorpost of the house. Imagine what the Egyptians are thinking. They're like, these stupid mystical people. Imagine what they're thinking. Come on, you're putting blood over the doorpost of your house, and the Egyptians are saying, That is so weird. That is so weird. Look at them. Putting blood on the doorpost of the house. A bunch of weirdos. We knew they're a bunch of weirdos. But God said, When I see the blood, in other words, it's not enough to believe in the blood. The blood must be applied. When I see the blood, I got you covered. Hallelujah. Sing about it, talk about it. When they came out of Egypt, how'd they come out? First of all, they got happy. Did you know the blood will cure your unhappiness? In other words... Any kind of weird, unhappy feelings. You start slinging blood. Say, I'm not feeling so happy today. I'm putting the blood on it. I'm going to be happy. Yes. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. They came out with joy. What else they do? Well, Says he brought them out and not one of them was sick. Yes. 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 Glory to God. 
Boy, that's something, isn't it? All of them healthy. A million of them. Like. <laughs> What's the next thing? He says, well, they came out with silver and gold. Wow. Actually, says they came out with extreme wealth. I'm just planning on being wealthy. He said, wow, I've got a covenant. Blood covenant. It's in the covenant. If all you want is forgiveness, that's all right. But I'm coming out happy. And healthy. And rich. And then it said, and the Lord gave them the land of the heathen. Well, I'm supposed to be owning some land. Well, I didn't know that was in the covenant. Let's try that again. I said, I didn't know that was in the covenant. I didn't know it was in the covenant. It's in the covenant. So start talking like you got a covenant with God. Start acting like you got a covenant with God. Amen. Healthy, happy, rich, land. I own some land. Woo. You say, well, I, I, can't, uh, I can't get very much. Well, just get what you can. Amen. Get started. Amen. I own some land. She said, well, I got a little bit of land. Good. Don't, don't, you're not finished. I own some land. You see a piece of land, you say, I plead the blood over that land. Don't let the devil have my land. Come on, he didn't get my land. My house, come on, a property. I plead the blood. You say, well, what, what, if, what if I don't really need it? It don't matter whether you need it or not. It's in the covenant. Yes. <laughs> One time the Lord told me, he says, get that. He said, I want to make sure no heathens get it. I said, I'll get it. I went to get it and the owner raised the price. I said, no problem. I got a covenant. I can pay for it. He said, why? He found out I had some money. I got money. Never lacked for money. He said, why? It's in the covenant. Well, y'all are getting quiet in here now. I said, it's in the covenant. So he said, well, I'll settle for just going to heaven. Well, that's your choice, but there's a lot more in the covenant. All right, let me finish my scripture here. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant, God is working in me. Come on. We need some Pavarotti's in here that'll lift up their voices. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. Over your mind, over your soul, over your body, over your family, over your children, over your grandchildren. Come on now. Over your job, over your business, over your house. Come on. Over this valley, over Grand Junction, over the White House, over America, over our nation. We plead the blood of Jesus. We are a voice in our nation. We apply the blood. on your feet. I got to quit now. I'll be here all afternoon. Everybody say, through the blood. The precious blood of Jesus. Through the blood. Hallelujah. Of the everlasting covenant. God. The almighty God. Is working in me. That which is well pleasing in his sight. He makes me perfect in every good work. And he equips me with everything I need to do his will. Ha ha. He equips me with everything I need 
shape I need. God equips me with all the money I need. The land that I need. God equips me with everything I need to do His will. I have a blood covenant. I'm in the covenant. God is on my side. If the enemy attacks me, God will shut their mouth. God is my Father God. The Almighty God. I boldly confess Jesus will never leave me. Never forsake me. So I boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. I fear no man. I will not fear what man can do unto me. I'm washed in the blood. I overcome by the blood. I'm blessed because of the blood. I have access because of the blood. I'm redeemed by the blood. I overcome by the blood. God is on my side. For the blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. Nothing shall be denied. So I enter into rest. I know I'm blessed. I have passed the test. I will get God's best. I will get God's best. I drive the best. I wear the best. I eat the best. I live in the best. Come on, God will use you as advertisement of how well he treats his kids through the blood of Jesus. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. If you're here this morning, you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. That's how you receive the gift of eternal life, your faith in Christ, your faith in the blood. And this morning you just say, I want to boldly confess Jesus as my Lord. Sin cannot dominate me. Satan cannot dominate me. Jesus is my Lord. He set me free. If you've never done that before and you just say this morning, I want to do that, I'm going to pray with you for that. Or if you're here and you just say, well, I've been saved. I, I know the Lord. I even know about the blood. But I have not been following the Lord. I have not been applying the blood. And this morning I take a new look at it. And I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to exercise my faith in the blood. The Bible says the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Wigglesworth said there's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Jesus paid it all. Removes all sin, all unrighteousness. If you're here this morning, you just say, please pray for me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want you just to raise your hand up real high where I can see it. I'm going to pray with you right where you are. But you say, this morning, I want to make a fresh declaration. I see your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you over there. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. Anyone else? Hold your hand up real high where I can see it. You just say, today I apply the blood. My life, my family, my mind, my future. See your hands up there on the balcony. The blood of Jesus is God's liquid love. That God loves you. Jesus loves you. He never will turn his back on you. Is there anyone else you want to raise your hand? Anyone else? 
Everybody, let's say this together. Let's pray this prayer together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me, for your precious blood cleanses me from all sin. Lord, I surrender to you. Teach me about the blood covenant. I will live in that blessing. I will live in the light of redemption. That you love me and you gave yourself for me. You never leave me. You never abandon me. No matter what mistakes I've made through the blood of the everlasting covenant, you're working in me. So I lift my voice in faith every day that Jesus is my Lord and I'm saved. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And I apply that blood over my heart, my conscience, my future. I apply that blood against every voice of the enemy that I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that lives in me. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Eternal redemption, eternal life through the blood of Jesus. Lift your hands up and let's thank him for it right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm washed in the blood. I'm washed in the blood. I overcome by the blood. Thank you, Lord. I will not be silent, but I lift up my voice through the blood of his cross. Thank you, Lord. You see us unblameable, holy in your sight through the blood of Jesus. We cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Daddy God. You're my very own father. I belong to your family. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Woo! Well, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Come on up here, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 